Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Scott Pauley. I'm so happy that you are joining our broadcast today. Several years ago, when we first began the Enjoying the Journey broadcast, we started with my favorite book of the Bible. I've adopted it really as my life's study on the book of Philippians. And the theme, of course, of that great book is the joy of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, truly, it is the, the Bible treatise on what it means to enjoy the journey. Now we're thrilled to share this anniversary series with you again in the hopes that God will use it in your life to help you learn to enjoy the Lord Jesus Christ at whatever stage you happen to be on on life's journey. I trust that these studies from the Word of God today will refresh your spirit and renew your strength for the days ahead. God bless you as you listen. Do you have a prayer list? I would greatly recommend to you that you maintain some type of a list somewhere of people for whom you're praying. You know, someone said to me years ago that a short pencil is better than a long memory. And I've found that to be true in my own experience. So I try to write it down, reminders to myself. Now, one of the dangers with a prayer list is that a prayer list can become very routine. It can become death, actually, to your prayer life. Vance Havner was famous for saying that a rut is just a grave with both ends knocked out of it. You can get in a rut in your prayer life where you're just reading through a list of names. Can I tell you, God knows those names. He doesn't need you to read a list of names to Him. In fact, in Scripture, a prayer list usually is not a list of names. It's a list of specific needs. It's really not just about people. It's about specific requests for those people. And I would challenge you to study the prayers of the Apostle Paul because they're very revealing. When he prays for believers, he always gives specifics about what he's praying for. We've come in our study in Philippians chapter number 1 to verse number 9 where he says to the believers, And this I pray. Now I've circled the word this in my Bible. It's stated. This is what I'm going to pray for. It is specific. This is not general praying. This is not, Lord, bless everybody. No, if you want to get specific answers, you've got to pray specific prayers. And then the this is spiritual. This is convicting to me, but most of the time in our prayers, we're praying for secondary things. We're praying for physical or financial or material. Now, while there's nothing wrong with praying for those external things, that's not where we should begin. That's not where Paul began. It's not where God begins. Remember, God's great work is always done in the heart. He starts on the inside and works His way out. So many times we're praying for external things when we've never really gotten to the heart of the matter. And I want to challenge you. On your prayer list, be sure you're praying first for spiritual needs, for spiritual things. Remember, Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Don't start with the things. And so we come to Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. And this I pray that, here's the first thing on Paul's great prayer list, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Now I'm going to recommend to you that you make a list, a prayer list, and you use Paul's pattern. He actually prays three specific prayer requests in Philippians Chapter 1, we'll begin with the first today. And each one of them seems to go in a different direction. Now we know all of our prayers Godward. That is to be understood. We don't pray to be heard of men. But when I mean a different direction, 
I mean that each part of his prayer asks for growth in a certain way. Here's the first one. Philippians 1 verse 9, he's praying for inward growth. He begins with heart issues. He begins with the deepest thing, the most important thing. Listen to the verse again. And this I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. Why would he begin with love? Because God is love. And because to understand the love of God is to understand God in a greater way. And what is he praying for the church at Philippi? He's praying they'll come to a deeper understanding of God Himself. They'll come to a deeper comprehension of God's love for them. Oh, he writes to the church at Corinth and he says, this is a more excellent way. This is the greatest thing, the love of God, charity. You see, sometimes we talk about the love of God like it's just for lost people or for little children. We quote John 3.16 like it's just entry-level Christianity. But I want to say to you, this is the deep end of the pool. You never go beyond the love of God. You can only go deeper into it. And one of the marks of a revived heart and a renewed life is a greater understanding and comprehension of the love of God. As a matter of fact, I would challenge you to look at many of Paul's letters, not just the one to the church at Philippi. For example, to the church at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 14 we read, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He would grant you according to the riches of His glory to be strengthened with might by His Spirit in the inner man. Now listen to his prayer. See if this doesn't sound familiar. Verse 17, That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Or how about to the church of Colossae? Colossians chapter 2 and verse 2 he prays that their hearts might be comforted, being knit together in love, and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Or how about to the church of the Thessalonians? 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. Night and day, praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. Now God Himself and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ direct our way unto you, and the Lord make you to increase and abound in love one toward another and toward all men, even as we do toward you. To the end, He may establish your hearts unblameable in holiness before God, even our Father, at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ with all His saints. You know, we live in a hateful world. Can I tell you what this world needs? It needs a revival of the love of God. And do you know where it begins? It begins with us. Jesus is the one who said, By this shall all men know you're my disciples, when you have love one for another. And so what is he praying? He's praying specifically that God's people would enter into a deeper, fuller understanding of the love of God. In the words of Paul, that your love may abound. Are you an abounding Christian today? Are you living in the overflow of the love of God? Because, friends, this is where we must begin our prayers. As you pray for your own spiritual need today, as you pray for the needs of others that you know and love and those whose paths you'll cross, would you begin with this prayer request? Would you pray that they will understand in a greater way 
the love of God, and they'll come to know the God of love. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. We are grateful you've joined us for this study today. If you love the book of Philippians, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, and download the audiobook of Philippians. Scott also has a full sermon series through Philippians that we believe will be an encouragement to you as well. And until next time, may the joy of Jesus help you enjoy the journey.